Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Game Changer Podcast. So excited that you're here with us. I'm excited for today's interview. I get to sit down with Jay Chase. Powerful story and get to hear about his journey in growing up where his father's in prison, struggles with alcoholism, makes a lot of bad decisions, finds himself in prison himself. But then God really uses that to get his attention and moves him toward where he's at today as a speaker, a coach, somebody who's helping individuals shift their mindset through his podcast. And so just a fun interview, powerful stories, some great principles that we can pull out to help us live out the game-changing life that I know each one of us are called to. So enjoy this podcast. And hey, if this episode or other episodes speak to you, encourage you, challenge you, help you win in life and leadership, I just want to encourage you to, to, to share this and send it to somebody who you think could benefit, who, who maybe could be encouraged uh, by the stories, by the content of these episodes. And uh, my heart is that this message would continue to get out there. I believe that you and those you're connected with are called to live a game-changing life. And my hope is that uh, these interviews and everything that we share helps point you in that direction. So feel free to share it and enjoy this episode. Man, I'm so excited about today's podcast episode. I've got a guy who, honestly, we ran into each other. Uh, feels like it was random, but I know it wasn't random. I know it was on purpose for the right reasons. We're at a John Maxwell conference, and uh, we start talking. And just, Jay, hearing your story in like 30 seconds to a minute... I was like, this brother is a leader and this brother is intentional about growing and making a difference and and learning more about what you're doing through speaking and coaching and podcasting. I'm excited for people to hear your story because I know people are going to be inspired and encouraged uh, just by the journey that you've been on. So, hey, thanks for being on the podcast today, man. Yeah, man. No, thank you for inviting me, um, honoring my story, honoring my voice, man, and just seeing the light that, you know, that I walk with, man, because not not a lot of people do. And those people that do honor my light, man, I got to pour back into that. So it's just a pleasure, a blessing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be here, man. Just, yo, I, I think it's going to be a phenomenal conversation. I think I'm I'm here to do nothing but add value, add That's value it. to the listeners, you, me. I'm excited to for what's to come out of this conversation. Come on, man. I- I can still see where we were at that conference. Thousands of people were there. (laughs) Thousands of people were there. And you are, I would say, you're the only one I met outside of the group that I was kind of there with and associated with. Yeah. And and again, have continued to stay connected. And so even, even during this time, I'm excited to learn more about your story. And I know you help people through sobriety and that's been a part of your story. Talk, talk to me and share with us just kind of your story, your journey growing up, some of the challenges you faced and, and that'll help lead us into how you got to where you are today. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. So crazy thing is I, I was originally born in Texas when I was uh, uh, in 93, right? You want the whole story? No, I'm kidding. And, uh, <laughs> Take it back, baby, 93. <laughs> right? And uh, and um, so by the age of seven, we lived in Missouri. We moved to Missouri. And that's that's 
That's the thing, man. My dad was in prison most of my life. My mom wow. supported us. My my grandmother uh, was there until she wasn't, until she passed mm-hmm. away. Um, so it was it was me, my mom, and my three sisters, right? Yeah. And, I, and I got I got now. Well, I have four sisters, right? Uh, along came my little sister, but before then, it was three older sisters and me. And um, and dad wasn't around when dad was around. He was an alcoholic, you know, mm. um, just brought brought the conflict and things like that. So just home wasn't a good place. Wow. But school was the escape for me. So mm. I'd go to school. I got involved in sports. I did the thing. Um, what I really love, though, which is crazy that I didn't really speak about was broadcast journalism. Absolutely wow. love people, man. I, I was a linebacker for. Uh, my high school football team starting. starting oh, hold, hold, hold on, you was a linebacker, man. <laughs> how, how 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 tall are you? <laughs> five eleven, man. Five, five eleven. You, but hey, you had heart. I already know. Yeah, you know, and, and and that's crazy, man. Now I'm I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my entire life, wow. and it's probably because I'm the healthiest I've ever been. Granted, I'm 29, but thinking back, even when I was in high school, just the habits I had then don't match the habits that I have now. Yep. Right. Of wow. of even if even with working out, being a kid, having all the stamina, my mindset was not there. Yep. My mindset was not there. I was still out partying, drinking, smoking as a kid, man. At 15, wow. 16, 17, 18. You know what I that's mean? That's what I was gonna say. When when did you feel like you started? Kind of yeah. taking on some of those habits. Yo, it was it was influence, you know, uh, through through school relationships, other people with broken homes, wow. trauma bonding at school, really just finding right. that pain. Like, yo, what's going on, man? You know, today suck getting up, getting ready for school. Mom was fussing and all of this, and we find that pain yep. in order to, tr- to 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 bond with somebody. Be like, yeah, wow. man, I did. I hit this blunt before school. Get my mind right, and then pow, wow. there it is, and then it it, it trickles right down. So that's where it was really relational because yep. I'm such a relational person. I've always been that way. I care about mm. people deeply. And so I imagine how if I'm so influenced now to this day, we met at the Maxwell conference, right? right? I'm influenced to this day. Imagine how bad that was back in the day. Right. Right. I mean, just to think about how, how young you were when you started, but I, I thought of, you know, the old saying misery loves company. Yeah. And it's like, man, when you're going through similar challenges and things and you can get together with other people and you can escape from it. I think of so many people that I know who have been in are in those types of situations. And I think like you, we're all influenced. And and I mean, it's the power of relationships, friendships. Show me your five friends. I'll show you my future. Like, so who we're around is gonna affect us, influence us. How much of your dad being either in prison or an alcoholic kind of pushed you towards those behaviors, even though you, and, and again, I don't want to say this for you, but you might've had the mentality, man, I don't want to be like my dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how, how much of your dad being in prison do you think led you down that path? It, <laughs> you know, I would want to say I was running from it, but I was running straight to it. Yeah. Cause as much as I didn't want to be like him, I was just like him in his coping mechanisms. Mm. And that w- and that's what I didn't know at the time. And so yeah. I would say my dad actually influenced it the most. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and that's on a subconscious level. Of course, I always say life, we can only understand looking backwards, but we're forced to experience it forward. So when, when we turn around and look at it and say, yeah, that was it. But going through that, I was running away from my dad. I didn't want right. that. Right. I, didn't want, I didn't want none right. of that. And so yep. it was, it was the numbing. It was the, I'm getting away from home. 
ran away from home, man, to go stay at the homie's house up yep. the street. And I was like, hey, um, uh, I can't go outside during these types during these times because my mom will see me and I have to come back home. But right. I, I, what I wanted to run away from that situation. But what I really was doing was just literally walking in the same footsteps as my wow. father. And, and and how many people are in a similar situation right. where you're not trying to reproduce where you come from, but you also don't know any other way. Yeah. And so unintentionally you run in that direction and you start to create habits that reinforce yeah. that behavior, which is the, yeah. the exact behavior you said you never wanted to do in the first place. I think about the generational blessings and curses and how unintentionally we're passing on our habits, our behaviors, our lifestyle to the next generation, whether we want to or not. And, uh, you know, so much of life is more caught than taught. So, mm -hmm. so you're in high school, you're going through this stuff, you're playing football. Like what transpired after high school? Did you go to college? Did you go to uh, yo, so that's, that's where the problem started right after yeah. high school. Cause then I thought I was grown. Remember I told you I was running away in high school. Yep. Now I think I'm grown. Right. So, uh, we do good. Um, I think I got it all figured out. I turned down three scholarships for football. Now nah, I'm oh, cool. man. Nah, I'm cool. I'm good. <laughs> uh, I want to do broadcast journalism. And like I said, I had a heart for broadcast journalism. So when I was younger, there was a uh, there was a news anchor named Steve Hartman. He had a, uh, a news show called uh, Everybody Has a Story. And what he would do is literally throw a dart at the map, travel to that city, pick up a phone book, put his finger on a random phone number, call that person and ask, can I do a story on you? Interesting. Right. And wow. I fell in love with it. People are like, yeah. So it's just, I fell in love with just different people. And that's where my extroversion was, was, was built. Cause in, in my mind, everybody has a story. I don't got to live my own story. Right. So again, I'm running from it, mm. but, but I fell in love with broadcast journalism through that. And I excelled in it. I was able to interview Will. I am Morgan Freeman, wow. Will Smith, all in high school on, on, on a one, on one trip. And so of course wow. I got accepted into the broadcast journalism school. And, and at this point I felt like I had options. Right. Right. Here's football. Here's broadcaster. I'm cool on that. I'm gonna go do the broadcasting. I'm gonna go to the big university. Wow. I'm good. Right. I made it probably seven months. Wow. Yeah. So, where'd you yeah. end up going? Uh, university of Missouri. Okay. To Missouri. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Number one broadcast journalism school in, in, wow. the, in the country at the time. Interesting. In my backyard. You know what I mean? And, 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 at the time, I was like, yeah, bro, I'm going to be the next Michael Strahan. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's me out here. Da, da, da. I've, yeah. I've always seen myself using my voice right. and, 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 using, and being of a, a, a somewhere of inspiration, right? Yep. And um, I get accepted into the journalism school. I make it seven months. Party my face off. I had no wow. clue what I was facing. No clue. You and was free. This, you thought you and, was free and grown. And, and then they got this thing called financial aid, right? For those of <laughs> low income, right? Nobody oh, told me yeah. what a, nobody told me what a loan was, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and just to bring it back center is uh I made some terrible decisions and I ended up dropping out. I ended <laughs> up dropping out after my first year. Um, but the dropout wasn't too intentional, as in like I was like, oh, I can't do it. I'm not going to do this. It was more of, all right, I got this summer to get it right. And I discovered the car business. Man, when I say I went downhill, and it's not wow. nothing against the car business. It's just about my self-discipline and knowing yep. who I was, understanding yep. who I am, and the yep. environments that I put myself in. Like I said, when I was in high school, I'm easily influenced. Now yep. I'm around people who 
hate their wives, hate their relationships, hate, hate their job. You know right. what I mean? At work, yep. selling cars all the time, talk, drinking all the time. Right. And so that's when my alcoholism developed. Mm. Right. It, it took me to the next level when I could make money, afford it, be exclusive, have all the friends because of the money now. And mm. I ain't got to go to school, get an education or apply effort. All I got to right. do is use my mouthpiece. Right. Yo, so it, right. It, it, that was the peak in the fall of Jay Chase. Um, yep. throughout, throughout that time, I got two DWIs. I got in a bunch of bar fights, um, just possession of controlled substance, just a whole bunch of stuff just, just piled on up, right? Piled on up to the point where one day in 2017, February 5th, Super Bowl Sunday to be exact, while wow. everybody's chilling, I'm sitting in a jail cell because wow. I don't remember what happened the night before. Mm. I woke up there. I wow. pressed the buzzer. Hey, what's my bond? No bond. No bond. <laughs> what do you mean? No bond. All right. I press, I press the buzzer again. What's the charges? Probation violation. At that moment, I felt like there was a weight lifted off my shoulder. Wow. Like I knew, I knew what I did. I thought I murdered somebody before because mm. I didn't know what I did the night before, but facing a probation violation, I've already pled guilty to that. Right. I can go do 11 years. Mm. Now who wants to go throw away 11 years? Cause it wasn't my life. Right. Right. right? And hmm. so luckily that's not how it, pan it panned out, man. Yep. Um, I did six months wow. in prison and I was released July 1st in 2017. Wow. And um, I had probation, drug court, very intense program. And um, uh, through, the, through the grace of God, I was able to walk that down and get off probation two and a half years early. Wow. Come on, man. I mean, that's nothing short of a miracle. First, <laughs> like, the fact that going through all that you didn't lose your life. You mm -hmm. didn't accidentally take somebody else's life driving under the influence. I mean, like you said, those charges landing in that position was almost like a relief. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the, the, the thoughts or questions when you took the job with the car car dealership, was it for financial purposes? Yeah, I said that was the reason you, you even entered into that situation. Yeah, I said I just need to make two thousand dollars this summer. Yep. I end up making eight. Yep. Yeah. So you I made said, the okay. money, but, but the <laughs> purpose for that position was really financial. Yeah. And and it wasn't leading to you becoming more of the person you were designed to become. It was, you know, the 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 reason behind it was was for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And and, and, uh, and even on a deeper level, I ain't, I've never touched on this. So y'all, y'all, y'all tune in if y'all listen. Like, like. Even on a deeper level, the financial reason, I unlocked my gift. I found out what my gift was. Yeah. I only needed $2,000. I ended up making eight. Hold up. Right. People, money. Yep. And so it's lack of management of finance and lack of management of maturity of, of my gift. Yep. Right? Just to, just to throw that yep. in there. That's, no, that's, that's, that's really good. And, and I think sometimes our gift will give us some of the things we want, but not always what we need. And, and so you, you were learning about yourself, man. I love what you already knew. I love communication. Yeah. I love connect. I love helping people, which in helping sell a car, you got to help people understand their need for that car. And so you're helping, but ultimately your, your bottom line was financial. Yeah. It wasn't, I would say what you would say today, which is adding value to people yeah, no, and making a difference not. in the world. And so adding value to my bank account. Adding, adding that to them, them numbers, <laughs> adding zeros to them checks is what it was about. Yeah. And, and I do think ultimately for all of us, when we pursue good things for the wrong reasons, 
it always leads us in the wrong direction. Absolutely. And and so you find yourself, man, in a jail cell, six months. What was it like for those six months? Because I hey, I know some people, and you don't have to go through all the details, but I know some people who, when they've spent time locked up, they've been more productive during that time than people I know outside of the walls of prison. And, and so for you, you know, what happened there that either led to more growth development or, you know, a lot of reflection time? Those six months were the closest that I've ever felt to God. Yep. Not in a church, not, not uh, praying at night, not with yep. my mama, but those six months where I had nothing. So the first thing for anybody who don't know, anybody who hasn't been to prison, don't go. But the first thing that they do is they make you strip down and they spray you down with a, with a water hose and a disinfecting bottle to, mm-hmm. to wipe the germs off of you. And, uh, and, and they actually strip you of your name and give you an identification number. Mm. Right. And so at that moment, I had nothing. I had no, I didn't have my name, my, my birth given name. They like when they call you over to intercom inmate five, five, four, seven, six, three. They don't even call your name. Don't even call your name. You better know your number. Otherwise mm. you ain't, you know what I mean? And so when, when I said those six months was pure growth and development, but only in my relationship with God, I didn't reach out to my family. I didn't talk to my sisters. I didn't talk to my mother. I didn't talk to mm. like no one. And so I literally, dis- you know, you know, you see those, ins- those cute little Instagram reels disappear for six months and see what happens. I yep. literally disappeared for six months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And they didn't come looking for you. Yo, I got to know you- where you were. Yo, I got, and you know, we, we, we first hop in on the phone, check the Instagram, Snapchat, all that. You know what I mean? The, the, the Facebook, all it, you know, check it all right. We bet. Right. Not a soul hit me up, asked me where I was. Wow. Wow. Did that give you a window into maybe the relationships that you were surrounded with and like people, you know, caring or really not caring about you for who you are versus for what you could bring to their lives? Absolutely. And on a deeper perspective, I wasn't even mad at them. Mm. That's the sad part. I said, uh, yeah, they did not miss that version of Jay. Wow. Yo, man. So crazy. I've heard multiple times guys who have, you know, spent time in prison and they say the exact same thing that you said in the sense of they've never felt closer to God. They've never uh, changed or grown more in their lives. And so there is something about having everything stripped away. It's, and and it, sorry, you get me excited. Oh, no, no, bro, it's real. <laughs> it's real. Because I, I truly believe, man, and um, and I, I'm not religious at all. I'm spiritual. I'm very spiritual. But I truly believe that every, every leader has to go through their wilderness. Man. Read, read the Bible from front to back. Every right. leader goes through their wilderness, right? Man. Moses was a murderer, left Egypt and spent 40 years in the wilderness. That's right. right? Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. Like every, like every That's Abraham, good. how long did he have to wait to have a, his firstborn? And then God said, go kill him. We got to go through every leader That's has good. to go through their wilderness in order to get close to God because he That's desires good. that relationship with him. Mm as a leader because God like God leaders wow. think big but then we get to a point where we realize God's plan is bigger than we could ever think and right. so we need to go through that wilderness to to one surrender and obey come on not sacrifice our dreams but to surrender and obey come on and sometimes we either change because we have to or we want to and when you get everything stripped away from you like that man you are at a low point in life where you're ready 
And I, I, I say sometimes that when we're at our lowest, God is closest. Mm-hmm. And he's been there all along waiting for us. But it takes the pain, the hardship, hardship, the challenges for us to actually make eye contact with him and recognize that, man, he's got more for our lives. Man. And, and, and just hearing your story, it, there, there's a reason you're where you are today. And without that painful part of your story, you might, you probably aren't the person you are today. And, and so you get out, man, you're a change man. You realize you don't have the circle of people around you like maybe you thought you did. What what were the next steps that you started to take to say, man, I'm 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 going in a different direction? Man, um, I started executing. I, I had to really realize that that the state's not playing with me no more, Jay. Like the state's not playing with you. Like, bro, you're yeah. a minister society. They've already removed you. Mm. They've removed you from society. Mm. Right. And they don't care about you like like your mama care about you. They don't care about you like your sister care about you. Right. So um it's time to start executing and doing what they say. It's not one of those get by slap on the wrist, bro. And you looking just like your daddy out there. Mm. That's the conversation wow. I had with myself. Wow. And, uh, and I remember to this day, you know, that's real. And I was like, it's time to like, so there was no, it was life or death for me. It was nope. either, it was either drink alcohol and go spend 11 years in prison or take control of my life and yep. work for my freedom back. Yep. So practically, what were some of the things that you started to do to move in that direction? You have that real conversation. You're ready to make a change. Practically, what what next steps did you did you uh, uh, sign up for a cert- certification course? Did nope. you go find some new friends? Like, nope. what were you doing to take <laughs> those steps? Yeah, I, I I spend time with me. I spend more time with me. I told myself that I just want to be a good person because it do, it does something to you when you're so relational and you love people, man. You love people so much. You put people first, mm. right? You you pour into them, right? You entertain them. You you go out of your way. You spend money on them. You make sure you you fight for them. Blood, sweat, and tears mm. for people, and not and, and not a soul hits you up, right? Mm. And so I tell myself that I just want to be a good person. Yep. I just want to be somebody that somebody's gonna miss. Mm. So I started working internally, and that was the start of my development journey. I read the Four Agreements. I read like literally, like before I got to the Four Agreements. Let me tell you, let me tell you the succession of the books. Like, yeah. let me tell you Come where on. my mind was, right? Good. Like, like the spiritual practice of people, uh, uh, the spiritual actions of people with, uh, with good intentions. Okay. It's like the spiritual practice of people with good good intentions. Mm. And then um, there's a book called uh, Good and Good Versus Evil by Martin Buber. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm literally just trying to be a good person. Like, I don't mm. even know where to start. Right? Wow. And and then I, I got a hold of the four agreements. And I was like, yo, got it. Got it. Clinging mm. to this. I still live by those four agreements today. Wow. T- t- take us through those four agreements for somebody who's not familiar with those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the book's written by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a Toltec Wisdom uh, Guidance book, just just a personal freedom and, and to live a, a, a masterful life. Um, but the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. And if anybody's familiar with Latin uh, language, impeccable means without sin, right? Without sin. So it, it literally means always be uplifting with your word. It, wow. No matter what situation, no matter where you're at, no matter you have the power to create or mm. to kill with your words. Written in a good book, right? You read it, I read it. Right. So be, impe- <laughs> be impeccable with your word is agreement wow. number one. Uh, agreement number two is don't take anything personally. Don't take anything personally. And that one hit That's me. Hard. Because, that, that one hit me because nobody hit me up when I right. got, when I got out of prison. Like, what do you mean don't take this personally, bro? What you right. Mean? Like, I'm mad at everybody. 100%. You know, 
a hundred, a hundred percent. And then it, it helped me realize that whatever's going on in my life is my stuff. Yep. Nobody else is to deal with. Yep. And, and, and whatever's going on in their life is their stuff. And they're going to project that out on you. So an example, if I'm walking down the street and somebody said, Hey, you're fat and ugly. I'm got to be like, yo, what's wrong with you? Cause yeah. I don't believe in or agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. I don't take that personally. And that's yeah. the kind of attitude I have to have with every situation and every interaction with anybody. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And then uh, agreement number three is don't make assumptions. If you, mm. if you want to know, ask the answer or ask the question. Wow. If you want to know, ask the question. Don't wow. make assumptions. That's where we get stuck. And that's where people fall into this whole loop of what if, if I could and should have went. Right. But you could just ask the question and find out the truth. Right. Wow. And Katie Byron has a great fi- framework on getting past assumptions called um, do the work and mm-hmm. where you ask yourself, do I know this to be true? And it's yes or no. Right. Wow. How would I feel if this was true? Yes or no. Wow. How would I feel if this wasn't true? You know what I mean? And then ask yourself, is this true again? And then you get to decide and not make that assumption about whatever thought that you're yeah. feeling with. But and then um, so the third third agreement is don't make assumptions. And then the fourth agreement is always do your best. Just like the good book says, whatever you find to do, do it with all your might. All, wow. Always do your best in every single situation. Hmm. So when I, when I take those four agreements and, and, I, and I marry those to my life, so these, these principles that I live oh, by, yeah. right? Be impeccable with your word. I'm not tearing anybody down. God, I promise I'm not going to be violent and I just want to be a good person. Be impeccable wow. with my word without sin, right? Don't take anything personally. If I'm impeccable with my word, nobody's going to be mad at me, right? Because I'm not sitting there trying to uh, poke or do anything, right? And if I don't make assumptions, I, I can still be impeccable with my word because I'm not talking negatively on myself or anybody else because of assumptions. And right. if I'm always doing my best and I'm doing everything in my might, God's going to do the unexpected. I do the Come expected. On. Bro, those are powerful. I mean, I, I hadn't read the book, but just hearing you talk about those, uh, understanding the context and how they apply to scripture and, and the, the good book and how all of it's foundational to living the life that I believe we were created and called to live by God. And, and I recognize with each of those four, it's like not taking it personal. It's almost, I think about it in my life, it's harder with those that are closest Yeah, because you start to assume like the third one. They should know you yeah. and they should know what you're thinking, what your desires are, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a family member. I mean, that that's where personally I fall into the trap of making assumptions, not asking clarifying questions, taking it personal, which leads you down this downward spiral ultimately. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just see how those work together when my wife and I work with marriages uh, one of the things that we preach a lot, which I need to always practice, is think the best, speak the best. Mm. And so always thinking the best about the other person and speaking the best about them before jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Um, another thing that 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 I like to say is ask questions more than make statements. Yeah. And ultimately, statements get us into trouble and project stuff on people. Yeah. But questions bring clarity to whatever that cloud is in our minds. And when I hear you talk about those four, man, I, I see that. Do you, so so today you're, you're speaking, you're coaching, yeah. you've got a podcast on mindset that's considered one of the best mindset podcasts out there. Yeah. What, what, what would you say is, is the message you're constantly helping people with? You're yeah. trying to coach people and add value to them. Is there a consistent message that you're bringing to the table to say, hey, if you would think, see life this way, 
man, the opportunities and, and, and just the potential that you can reach is, is more of a reality. No good or bad, no right or wrong. No. Do you have a core message yeah. or a core yeah. philosophy that yeah. you're, you're helping people with? That, yeah. That's it. No good, no good or bad, no right or wrong. No good or bad, no right or wrong. You're just you, mm. right? Because you can be anything that you want to be through the art of development. That's good. No good or bad, no right or wrong. A lot of people agree with words through domestication. So somebody who's extremely results driven and competitive uh, is seen as demanding and they think that's negative. Mm. No good or bad, no right or wrong. That's just who you are. You demand right. high, high results. You demand results, right? Now you got to know the level of maturity in order to know yourself and the mastery to know yourself, to understand yourself, understand others, and then recognize situational needs. But no good or bad, no right or wrong. You got to break up with your meaning of that word. Hmm. How did you develop that as your core message? The four agreements. <laughs> I, I knew it tied to your story yeah. and just yeah. what you've been through, but yeah. that, that, that's real. Yeah. The four agreements, no good or bad, no right or wrong. Just you. Just you. Just and you. and helping people understand that about themselves mm -hmm. and then also understand that about the people yeah. that they're working with. Yeah. And the, and, the, and the cool thing is that I've developed it, right? Yeah. So Don Miguel Ruiz in his book, you're going to get a whole book synopsis, right? Come on. He, uh, he breaks down how we have been domesticated to agree with words and symbols. And that's all they are. Since the reason that we write the letter A the way that we do is because of the agreement that we've made within society that that means A, mm. right? And so when somebody says agreeable, right, that person is agreeable. That mm. can be viewed as negative, good, bad, right, wrong. It yep. just depends on what situation that we're in. So no good yep. or bad, no right or wrong. You're agreeable. But let's understand who you are, who who you're dealing with, and what the situation calls for. If it doesn't call for an agreeable person, we're going to find somebody else to do the job. No mm. good or bad, no right or wrong. We just don't need you. We don't need your gifts here. Yep. Right? And that gives you as an individual confidence in who you are. Exactly. But it also brings clarity as you're building something with maybe the types of people that you need and and who are the people maybe that agree with your perspective versus don't. Yeah. And so I could just see how that's very freeing. It is. You know, you're not carrying the weight and expectation. I mean, it's 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 literally living unoffendable, yeah, and not taking it personal because it, it you being you're you're the most authentic and comfortable in who you are and in your skin, which is something that we all struggle with. Yeah, because we and want people to agree with us. <laughs> we want we want people to agree with our perspective. They yeah. we know they want us to agree with them and people pleasing and yeah. and and trying to you know, be all things to all people, which it's fine to adapt sometimes, but ultimately the best version of ourselves is the best version of ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and it's okay with not being all things to all people. And, and the, and, and with knowing who you are, you're going to be able to settle and sit in that so much better than, than trying to adapt and use all of this in, energy that you don't have. Yeah. You like, like, like that you really don't have. Like if, if you took me and try and put me at an IT desk, it's not going to work. Yep. It's not going to work. I yep. could probably do it for a month, two months. Yeah. I'll push through, push through on the third yeah. month, but then that's, that's the equivalent to burnout. Yeah. Right. Burnout's not doing too much of something. That's right. It's 
it's doing the the, the wrong amount of anything. That's right. right. And so if, too much if of I, the wrong thing. Bro, a hundred percent. That's it. Yep. And, and, and so if I know who I am in my core, no good or bad, no right or wrong, I'm not going to let anybody judge me. And the reason that this is so critical and part of my core message is because what happens when I get out of, out of prison? Felon. Yep. Felon. Walk, t- bro, walking around it to the yep. felon. Fe- yep. Trying to get yep. an apartment. We don't rent to felons. We don't. No good or bad, no right or wrong. Let's take a look. Like, how do, all right, so who am I? Now wow. I got Now I can't agree with this word that everybody calls me because they're calling me one thing and I don't see myself that. Yeah. Wow. That's real. Talk, talk about trying to walk in freedom while you literally have a tag on you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming, and, and, and I want to kind of get ready to wrap this up, even though I feel like, man, I could keep diving into your story because there's so many elements of it that are so powerful. But I'm assuming with this philosophy, this model, a lot of it comes down to mindset. Yep. And and that's why you've got your podcast, which is Don't Touch My Mindset, because you're helping people connect their minds with the reality of their lives. Talk about just real quickly, maybe a, a, a mindset shift that helps people move in that direction or how you're helping people shift the way they're thinking in order for them to walk in that truth and in that freedom. Man, man. All conflict comes down to pace and priority. Mm. Pace and priority. Mm. When I'm dealing with a client, like, so my passion project, I help, I help individuals in active recovery manage yep. destructive emotions and habits so they can maintain sobriety. Mm. And, 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 um, and normally when this conflict arises, right, destructive emotions, destructive habits, all conflict comes down to pace and priority. So one, knowing what you're putting first and what pace you're moving at mm. can look completely different to somebody else, right? That's and good. so we, we get stuck in our assumptions, taking it personally, not being impeccable with our words, or let alone not even trying to give our best because the pace and priority is off. That's good. Pace and priority. Mm-hmm. That's practical. I'm going to add the third P to that. <laughs> like it's real practical because I can see that in my own life. The pace I'm moving at mm-hmm. and the priorities that I'm setting ultimately points to the reality that I'm living. Yeah. And, and so just from a mind shift perspective, understanding and just asking those questions, which puts you in a position and, and really place you in a posture where it's like, all right, I can be more authentic to who I am, but also connect with you based on where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Man, bro. Like, like I said, I, I know we could talk for hours. Right. And, and, and one of the things I love just following you on social media and, and hearing about your podcast, don't touch my mindset, which you need to make sure you go out and listen to. Mm-hmm. He, he, I know you have different episodes and seasons coming yeah. up on season five. Is that what yes. it is? Yes. Coming up on season five, man, considered one of the best podcasts out there yeah. on mindset. Yeah. And so you need to check it out. You're getting a small window into just Jay's perspective and mindset and 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 even just his heart to add value to people. And again, I, I love people who live with conviction and that conviction is birthed out of challenge and mm. pain and struggle. And, and even as we think about game changers, game changers are people who's had their lives changed. And a lot of times that's directly connected to pain. Yeah. And so just an encouragement, man, you see people like Jay and others on social media, you see the impact that they're having. 
it didn't happen by accident. It's because there is a story, there's a process, there's some pain that's been associated with their story. And, and we get to benefit from you sharing your story though with the rest of us. So bro, thank you for taking the time. Thank you. If you're listening to this, I just got to say, this brother's smile is contagious. His joy is contagious. Like you, I don't know if you can, you can probably feel it just listening to it. I can see it by looking at him, interacting with him. And uh, again, just the spirit that you carry, bro, that's on your life is powerful. Wow. I'm excited to see. I just know the best is yet to come. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there's so much ahead of you. God is writing a powerful story through you. And, and I just love your intentionality to keep yeah. growing, developing, give what you have, not hold on to it. And uh, man, I'm, I'm just getting excited because I, I see the best is yet to come in your life. And I'm excited to see where God takes you. Hey, if people want to follow you, where's the best place to follow you? Stay connected to what you're doing. Yeah, the J Chase, T H E J A Y C H A S E. That's it. The J Chase across all platforms. The J Chase dot com. Number one substance abuse motivational leadership development coach out there in Missouri right now. So we got a lot of titles. You can find me. Just search J J Chase Leadership. I'm out there. So come on podcast, social media. If you're looking for a speaker, Jay Chase, I'm telling you in any of those areas, growth, recovery, mindset, man, check him out. Jay, thanks yeah. for spending some time today, bro. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see over the next couple of years what God does. And I look forward to continuing these conversations, man. Man, man, many blessings to you and yours. Thank you. I, I pray the same for you and your family and every good thing that's coming to you and the change that you're making on your podcast with your story that's highlighting and edifying other people. So thank you for doing what you're doing and being obedient, right? It's, it's the obedient ones that, that cause us to to benefit and be the mm. best that we can be, right? Because because if it wasn't for you, there's other, there's other people that this would reach because your voice it has a certain frequency mm. for certain people out there that my voice won't reach. So thank you for being you and listen to your calling brother come on let's keep it going bro appreciate you absolutely wow i I hope you really enjoyed that episode with jay again like i shared just a powerful story and the principles he talked about being being our authentic selves which is what it comes down to being a game changer is being uniquely who god's created you to be it's leveraging the influence he's given you for the impact that he's calling you to have wherever you are. And so I hope there were some things from this interview that you were able to extract for your own story, your own journey, the power of the wilderness season. And nobody wants to go through it. But man, I I believe what he said, it's essential to the journey of making a difference and ultimately learning more about ourselves and who we're called to be. So I hope you enjoyed this Uh, episode feel free to share it uh, send it to somebody else to encourage them and inspire them to keep on going our heart and prayer is that you would live out your game changer calling that you would win in life and leadership until next time see you soon